looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber, and happy Memorial Day. And it's Memorial Day. Day. (laughs) Happy Memorial Day. In lieu of a normal episode, we're going to do something which we never do, which is we prepared, with the help of Timmy, a special compilation episode. We always get calls with people wondering where the sign-offs came from. So we thought, in lieu of a normal episode, why don't we release an episode with the stories of your favorite sign-offs? We wanted to start a tradition where we start kind of celebrating older episodes in the catalog. You know, I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people maybe haven't heard some of these things, or maybe you don't remember these things. I don't remember anything. And it was so fun to listen through and pick out some of the best moments. So this is the first of a little series we're going to do when we can take some days off and present Mm -hmm. to you a compilation series of moments that are thematic like this one which is best sign-offs but we have so many more to come and this is only part one of two parts of the sign-off so if you don't hear your favorite (laughs) sign-off it's coming in the next compilation and you'll just have to wait for that yeah it'll come later it'll come you know who knows who knows when it'll come um sorry in advance for the varying audio quality our show didn't always sound this good it used (laughs) to sound not good at all and you're just gonna have to deal with it that's the charm that's the charm it's authenticity that's the charm that's real so good form Bella Thorne, crunch, crunch, and women don't belong in balloons. If you're curious where those things came from, well, you're in the right place. So enjoy. Dakota Johnson is reportedly pregnant. Crunch, crunch, living the Vita laptop. Bye. Who is Ava Max? Crunch, crunch, bye. Hilaria Baldwin, crunch, crunch. Halsey did 9-11. Crunch, crunch. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I just called a, like a, a local theater in New Hampshire to let them know that there was some, uh, like copy on their website, uh, from last year that they wanted to delete, and I accidentally said crunch, crunch at the end. Because I never leave voicemails anywhere but Who Weekly. Um, crunch, crunch. Hi. I just need to tell you, you guys were talking about the green hats, and I have a green hat because my sister got it for me for my birthday. It's my favorite hat, and um, I recently got vaccinated, and I went to Target, and I'm wearing my green hat, and this Target employee walks by me, and he said, I love your hat, crunch, crunch, and I honestly almost started crying. It was like a moment of human connection that I haven't had since, you know, February 2020. So I just want to thank you for that. All right. Uh, Women don't belong in balloons. Bye-bye. Hi, guys. I just finished the January 22nd episode. I just want to let you know it's really funny. Crunch, crunch. I'm sure BB Rex's dad is proud, though, yeah, of BB Rex's spawn with Lay's potato chips. Oh, it's the best spawn of the year so far. We talked about it last week. <laughs> We talked about it last week, but now it's fully, the video has been released. The flavors have and been revealed. I got, we just got to play you this video. I mean, I can't even like okay. s- describe it. I'll just play it for play you. It. Hey, I'm BB Rexa. I'm here in the studio doing something completely different than anything I've ever done before. Flavor and music can trigger such powerful emotions. Different genres of music can get me feeling certain ways. 
And the same goes for different flavors. So what if you paired the two together? Now that would be a crazy sensory experience. Each one of these lace flavors, you can get an exclusive remix of a custom song from yours truly. Try all three delicious flavors today. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. I Let love me play that. the crunch, crunch here. Crunch, crunch. Crunch, crunch. I love it's like my, all my hip hop songs should include like a double crunch. <laughs> a double crunch. What is your favorite genre? Do you what's your favorite genre of music, Lindsay? Electric, lime and sea salt. Um, what is it? Wait, electric lime and sea salt, flame and hot dill pickle remix, or kettle cooked classic beer cheese. What's your favorite genre of music? Am I choosing by the flavor or the your, genre? No, that's the genre. That's the genre. I love hot dill pickle. Yeah, so I'm really waiting for Billboard to to release a hot dill pickle chart. Yeah, BB would top it every every. I mean, every she's week. the only one making chip music or whatever. It'd be great if all music had to involve chip crunches. Crunch, crunch. We played for you the video, but you kind of have to go see it because it's a wild how they make everyone eat the chips. Everyone in the video is, is eating, eating chips. A chip. Like people on the soundboard, mixers are like on the chips. And I don't think you're allowed to eat chips over those soundboards. I mean, All these little pieces. You should not eat chips things. over a soundboard. No, especially not a leg. No like engineer would be like, please eat chips greasy, over my thousand like, million dollar stuff. thing. No, no, yeah, yeah, could, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. But I will say, I didn't know that's what BB Rex has sounded like, even though I've heard about a million of her songs. It's cra- Every time she sounds different. She's like Rita, but she sounds different. Doesn't look different. No, she's crazy. Okay, so we have to find the chips because I want to actually review them on the podcast. But the problem is I can't find them anywhere. If you see the chips in New York City, can you tell us? Yes, please let us know like what bodega to go to, what store to go to, because I can't. I haven't found them yet, though I haven't really looked that hard. I will start looking a little harder. They didn't come out until February 28th. So well, you new. claim you're about to eat the, the tuna fish fruit punch I'm gonna for dip the podcast, the, I might but do you that haven't today. done that. I might do that today. If I had fruit punch, I would do it. But right we now. didn't even explain what makes this chip thing so wild, which wasn't really clear last week when we talked about it. You have to buy the chip bag number one. <laughs> then on the inside of the chip bag, there is a code, and then you take that code, which is probably greasy and covered in flame and hot Cheeto dill pickle remix. Well, after I'm done with it, it will be. And then you have to go to laysturnoutthelabor.com and then enter this code, and then you get a BB Rexa song. Imagine like working that hard for BB Rexa. That's like National Treasure. BB Rexa like, has to. It's it's, like, it's work for BB Rexa to get people to listen to our music, and it's on Spotify. There's gonna be a National Treasure BB Rexa sequel. National Treasure Three is gonna be about Nicolas Cage having to <laughs> you, uncover the new BB Rexa song. You unfurl the treasure map, and it's like find the chip. Like, like three like, hours of him scouring the country's like most iconic national bags. landmarks to find the new BB Rexa song. It's gonna flop. <laughs> that movie's gonna flop. Well, so, I watch it. Well, so will the song. I like the National Treasure movies. Me too. BB Rexa has spent a lifetime hunting different flavors that have been lost to history. Take a look at this. Crazy sensory experience. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you one of the missing pages from the diary of John Wilkes Booth. Um, ScarJo Yummy Pop. Uh, ScarJo Yummy Pop. Bye. So who is Greta Van Vliet? Scarjo Yummy Pop. Rip Scarjo Yummy Pop. Scarjo Yummy Pop. Been out a baby. Okay. Crunch, crunch. I've tried calling like three times and I think my phone is breaking. Anyway, I'm procrastinating doing some work and I stumbled upon this E! News Instagram and it's the SNL after party from this weekend and it's Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendez he hosted, I'm pretty sure. And then a selfie of Leslie Jones and Beyonce. A selfie of Leslie Jones and Jay-Z. Alicia Keys looking crazy and Swiss Beats. And then the last picture isn't a picture of them together, but it's like a split screen of Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost, who's one of the Weekend Update hosts. Um, And I guess they're together now, which is really weird because I think she's a total them and he's like a pretty big who like even by SNL standards I think he's a pretty big who it kind of reminds me of like 
Chris Evans dating Jenny Slate because he's a huge them. She's funny. So it's like, does it matter that she's not that famous? It's like, this is what's happening here. I don't know. Good for him, Bellathorn. So, first of all, <laughs> before, before we get into the actual question, I, I went to the article, or I assume there are several articles that are identical to the one that the caller described, but I went to E! News to see the photo of Alicia Keys, quote, looking crazy, just to see what this caller actually I mean. meant by it. And turns out Alicia Keys looks crazy. <laughs> she's wearing... She's wearing um, a long, like a long, what do you call those? Dusters, the long coats, like leather pants. She looks really cool, like a cool styling. But her, <laughs> she has like um, her braids. Neon braids. Her braids are neon. And so they're bright orange and bright neon red, neon pink. And they look. She looks crazy. Really crazy. Like it looks, it looks crazy. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it. And she's like with Swiss beats. And he's just like, looks normal. And then there's Alicia Keys with her crazy hair. And to get back to the question, um, Colin Jost, Scarlett Johansson, they've been rumored to be a thing for a really, really long time. The thing about this that's sort Define of Define long time, though. What, a year? Like a few six months, months. A few months, okay. six months. Um, since she was promoting uh, Ghost in the Shell on SNL, which I think was like March-ish, that's right. when the rumor started. Right. And then they... Then they were. Then they would be in page six a lot, where it's like they went out to you know the spotted pig together, and then they were. Then Scarlett Johansson started being seen with someone else, and so it's sort of. I hate the press around their relationship because it's so like this schlubby guy got this hot movie star. It's like he's not schlubby. He's the whitest bro jock, frat bro, bro, Harvard dude, frat bro that is dating someone who actually he would this is not an unusual relationship it's just that he's a tv comedian and she's a movie star and that's why people like are so you know blown away by their relation by by physically physically to be as um shallow as possible when you look at a side by side of their faces together you're like oh they're a perfect match (laughs) (laughs) They're an absolute, like, they're a perfect match. And you and you kind of roll your eyes. It's just like, it's just very obvious. It's just funny to me, the, the like, oh, it's like Jenny Slate and Chris Evans, who I also thought were weirdly perfectly suited for each other mm-hmm. when, I, when right. I kind of thought about it. It made sense to me. But also, it, she's, I don't know, it's too classically, right, it's same... two very classically good looking people. Like with like, yeah. tr- like traditionally good-looking features are fucking like big whoop. Colin Jost, whatever. We can talk about Colin Jost for a long time. I I'd guess Jenny Slate and Chris Evans was a little bit more interesting because he was more like the all-American, and she felt a little bit more like alt because she, yeah. like, you know, is more of like yeah, yeah. She's more like a you know creative, different type of person. Yeah. He felt so like white bread, even if that's not actually the type of person he is in real life. The way that we know him to be is that way. So it's a little yeah. bit different. These two, it's like, oof, like, duh, who cares? You yeah. know, this two, is the most Two duh. very well-sculpted pieces of white bread. <laughs> what I love, though, is when did he mentioned that she, like, sat in the car last at the party. That oh, was, yeah. There were, like, photos of her, like, waiting for him There were the photos car. of her waiting in the car, and he's, like, coming out with his, I'm like, sorry. If Beyonce is at the party and you're waiting in the car, you're a fucking asshole. Like, that is unacceptable. Right? Yeah. They're also really... The photos of... I love Leslie Jones's shamelessness is just, like, the most charming thing in the universe. <laughs> I know, but it's great because it's, like, her brand now, so people yeah, want to Yeah, she's just like, hey, Beyonce selfie. Like, hey, Beyonce, here's terrible lighting. And Beyonce's just like, okay, whatever. I mean, it's true. I just I just love that Scarlett Johansson's waiting in the car. I mean, e- even if she... Even if those photos are not accurate, maybe she wasn't even waiting in the car. Maybe she was waiting in the car for a second and then went in. I love that there's no proof of her at the party. She's literally like, go in, do 10 minutes. I'll be in the car getting photographed uh, while you, like, hang out with Beyonce. I'm good. I've, you know, I'm over it. Uh, I wonder love if it. pretty soon Colin Jost will be spotted at Scarlett's popcorn shop in Paris. <laughs> Oh my god, the popcorn shop. Who's what's taking it called? care of the like, popcorn we, we, shop? Like, what's it called? Like, oh, oh, le, le, le pop. Oh, yummy pop. It's called yummy pop. <laughs> is that really what it's called or you just made that up? Oui, oui, le pop. No, it's called yummy pop. Yummy pop. Is that French? It's not French. Yummy, you have to, if you say it like a French person, yummy pop. Yeah, then it's French. <laughs> yummy pop. The bags say, the future will be pop. Scar- Scarlett's Listen. poor ex-husband is just taking working at a popcorn shop in France. <laughs> like, 
like looking at paparazzi photos of her and her new young boyfriend being like, ah, oh, oh, Zutalor. This this article on Hollywood Reporter about Yummy Pop. Um, the Stop. opening of the shop. The opening of the shop fits right in with the Americanization of Paris's food culture. Yummy Pop sits across the street in the popular Marais district from a hot dog stand, burger joints, barbecue, and anything Brooklyn themed, as they've all been all the rage recently. There's even a fried chicken and waffles bar. How are those Brooklyn themed? Just foods. Just foods. Uh, <laughs> yummy Pop. I love the photos of her behind the counter working at Yummy Pop. I just. I love. I love that, like, they were married and then he, they open a popcorn shop and she's like, I don't want this popcorn life. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Paris was not as glamorous as I was as I was promised. Paris can wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> the caption on the lead image of this Hollywood Reporter article that's just the facade of Yummy Pop is Scarlett Johansson's Yummy Pop. <laughs> it's endlessly funny to me. He's like, Scarlett, I never get attention for my contributions to Yummy Pop, and I'm and I and I'm so sick of it. And she's like, Oh, au revoir. Like leaves, goes back to the United States, divorces him. He's like behind the counter, at Yummy Pop, like depressed, like adding salt, adding au butter. <laughs> Meanwhile, I mean, I guess it's it's Yummy Pop is actually sort of nice because it's not as embroiled in legal battles as Jessica Biel's Oh Fudge. Did you hear oh, about that? Did you? I mean, from you. <laughs> You're obsessed with it. We were so promised every- seventh heaven, and instead we got we- hell. <laughs> Chocolate dipped hell. Chocolate dipped hell. Jessica Biel is being sued. Well, Jessica Biel's company is being sued by, I guess, employees there because they're claiming that they never they got stiffed from their tips, and there's mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars that allegedly have not been paid to them that are owed to them, and like, oh fudge, oh fudge is where. I mean, did you live in LA O-fudge. when oh fudge was open? It's like. Yes, people I would did. take their and kids there, right? That's the I thing. did. And the, yeah, the thing with O Fudge was that it had childcare in it. It was like a trendy <laughs> restaurant with also weirdly trendy childcare, which is conceptually a good idea, but in actuality, a total nightmare to execute. Like, why would you ever want to do that? Think about that, too. And also, it breaks like the number one rule, which is if you have childcare, you're not supposed to be in the place with them because then they just want to hang out with you. Like, it's really, you know what I mean? The kid would just yeah. come back to you or. Anyways, the whole thing is like a huge mess. And apparently the childcare part is not even the issue. The issue is that she, they straight up were not paying the tips that were owed to the staff at yeah, this, this restaurant. The lead of this people's story, Jessica Beal and her business partners at the Los Angeles kid-friendly restaurant, Oh Fudge, are in hot water for allegedly keeping more than $430,000 in gratuities from their employees and denying them meal and rest breaks. I got to say that's really bad language because... If you're fudge, you want to be in hot water. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, no <laughs> you know what i, I mean? make fudge um what i'm trying to say to you is if you are a celebrity putting your name on a restaurant is is really a bad idea i really was, think it's a bad idea what was britney's like nola britney had nola yeah justin timberlake has one in in new york southern hospitality which i went to more than once because i used to work it's down not the bad it's not bad um it's fine are we done? <laughs> I want to keep talking about O Fudge. I really listen, O Fudge. If you're listening, fly us over. I want to f- record an episode no in O Fudge. No, or you Yummy don't. Pop. Yummy Pop. If you're listening, fly us to Paris. Anyway, um, thank you, Hyaluronic Acid, Crunch Crunch, Eddie Vedder. Who or them? Hyaluronic Acid. Um, not all dog movies go to heaven. Hyaluronic acid. Happy hyaluronic acid anniversary. The uh the other thing that we have to talk about, read the Golden Globes, the other who, the number one who that was not in the show proper but in the commercials is, let me tell you, hyaluronic acid. Every commercial break began with hyaluronic acid. acid. Hyaluronic acid is apparently very good for your skin, and I, I believe yeah, that it is yeah, because yeah, Eva Longoria yeah. told me about it in like staccato every commercial break. Hyaluronic acid. Hi-ya-la-ra-nic acid. Was that the um, Winona Ryder commercial of the Globes? Is that what you're trying to say? Remember oh, that? Nothing can nothing can live up to the the uh, Winona Ryder commercial from the Globes. <laughs> what was that for? Like shampoo? <laughs> it was, I think it was the Oscars also. Yeah, it was it like was, she's like everybody loves a comeback. She's back. Story. Yeah, come back. She's Look back. At her hair. And then we screamed when it was revealed. 
That really was the best moment of the Oscars last year, I think. I think it was the best moment of the Oscars. Because during the Oscars, they played off of that commercial. They were like, she's she's back. Like, who is she? You know, they had her mm-hmm. at the Oscars doing kind of a bit that referred to the commercial. Anyways, I loved it. This was not as good, although so, I love it. When they play a commercial between Hulu show like episodes enough, you get really into it. It felt like that. Yeah. Um. So... Hyaluronic acid is used as a dermal filler in cosmetic <laughs> surgery. It's a common ingredient in skincare products. Uh-huh. And I, mean, I guess it's word. good at like, it helps your 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 skin tissue like regenerate cells, which I guess is good yeah, for like treating great. wrinkles. I have some. Um, it's in everything. I didn't know it was in everything until Eva Longoria told me about it. And um, I just want to hear it one more time. Hyaluronic acid. So is hyaluronic acid a them? Um, of what? In what world? Of, of skincare, of, since yeah, it's in definitely. Everything. Oh, definitely. definitely. Like retinol, hyaluronic acid. Yeah, totally. Okay. And Eva Longoria, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Women don't belong in balloons. Bye. Please, please tell us a little more. Okay. Thank you. Women do belong in balloons. Hi. Um. Anyway. Crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. Bye. Next week. All right. Love you guys. Crunch, crunch. Uh, women don't belong in balloons. Pork and Thorkin. Anyway, crunch, crunch. Women do belong in balloons. Um, also, is he a who or is them? Uh, thank you. Women don't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch. Thank you. Women belong in balloons. Bye. Love you guys. Women don't belong in balloons. Crunch, crunch, women do belong in balloons. And I have an important announcement for everyone. (laughs) Just for me. Women don't belong in balloons. (laughs) That is such a good line reading of that. Like, you could say that so many different ways, but she said it the perfect way. She said it the correct way. Women don't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. So there's a new Amazon movie um, called (laughs) called The Aeronauts. And the trailer for it came out right before, moments before we started recording. And I was like, what the hell is this? Well, can you just give some context? I texted Bobby, like, the trailer for a movie called The Wedding Year starring Sarah Hyland as a woman who goes to weddings a lot. And I was like, this honestly looked kind of good. I stand by that. And then he was like. All the production. You know, like, whenever you're watching a movie and then it's like the trailer or the movie begins with production companies you've, one, never heard of and two, kind of believe are fake. And it's like where the movie cost $30 and was funded by, like, a country that you didn't know existed. Right. That's what the wedding year is. But it kind of looks fine. No, it looks like even though it's only screening in, like, Romania and Cooper PD. Romania. (laughs) Cooper PD. Um, Yeah, you could only see the wedding year in Cooper PD, like, underground. I would see it. I think it looks really good. And meanwhile, I think the art. Argonauts or whatever this is called, the aeronauts, the the aeronauts, the aeronauts. It looks terrible. It like premieres at Toronto or something, and then it's going to be on. It's doing the Amazon thing where it's like in theaters a little bit, and then it's going to be on Amazon Prime, and then we can all watch Felicity Jones and Eddie Redmayne go in a balloon, soar to great heights in the 1860s in a hot air balloon because he's a. So he's like some scientist and all of his scientist buddies are like, oh, 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 you think you can predict the weather? Like, absolutely not. And then he's like, like, if "If I take a balloon. If we predict the weather, it'll change everything. And it's like, (laughs) uh. (laughs) And they're like, you're out of your mind. And then Felicity Jones is like, I want to go in a balloon. And some lady's like, women don't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. And then she defies these other women. And goes up into a balloon with Eddie Remain, and then they, like, discover weather or something. But it's, like, as soon as they get up there, it's, like, a CGI hell. It's just, like, CGI. CGI. So it's, like, once they get up in the balloon, they're, like, oh, no, snow. And it's, like, (laughs) an intern, like, throws some, like soap shavings on them or whatever like it's just insane it's when i when i picture cgi stuff happening do you ever it's like my brain because we were so inundated with this image in 2008 2009 it is impossible for me to think of about cgi without imagining zoe saldana in avatar makeup (laughs) (laughs) with like the blue dots all over her face Zoe Saldana's like like your epitome of the worst cgi CGI. or like the most cgi the worst cgi it's just cgi she's the she's the textbook i remember being very affected by like the real life photos of avatar where you would see like what was actually filmed on camera and it's just they were acting (laughs) 
they were acting and then they changed their faces to blue faces. Like literally no face paint on these people. Mm-hmm. That was how CGI that movie was. Like she just went to work and they put dots on her face and she just acted like normal. I wonder if they sent Felicity up in the an, a balloon or no balloon at all like ever existed. So you said you had something for me. I had something for you. I have something for you because I was like, what is this movie? Like, are we truly out of stories to tell that someone was like, here's a biopic we haven't told. James Glacier, the first guy who like, I don't, what did he even do? <laughs> oh, he published, he created the dew point. I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. He was obsessed with weather and his last name was Glacier. <laughs> but it's spelled G-L-A-I-S-H-E-R. Okay. It's like phonetically Glacier. He invented the dew point? He invented the dew points, the tables to measure humidity. Okay, um, we like that. We support he found that. It. <laughs> we like it. Our dew points always high. We, we hate use it. it. Okay, it's fine. He um he uh measured humidity in the atmosphere at its highest levels. Okay, he broke the world record for altitude in a hot air balloon Duh. in September 1862. Okay, which spoiler is what alert! This movie is about, spoiler alert! Which is what this movie is about. <laughs> he passed out. Um, around 8,800 meters before a reading could be taken. So they didn't actually measure the humidity up there. But he did it. He Wait, did it. what? I'm sorry. He went up into the balloon and then they didn't then even get anything? Out. But then he passed out. So the end of this so, movie is that they go up in the balloon and they're like, will we reach like the highest point? And they do it and then like they get nothing. They do it D-E-W. Did you hear they, Amelia Earnhardt was eaten by a giant crab? I've heard they, They've been saying that for years. I'm just saying, did you know that that's why no one I found her body? Because it's still, it's still inside a giant crab that can live for 150 years. <laughs> yes. The crab ate her bones and Amelia we can't Earhart even find the crab. Okay. Just making sure. I know all, I know all about it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Just making sure. Did you read the stuff about the Titanic like disintegrating? No. People were like, did... oh no, it's disintegrating. And it's like, of course it is. It's underwater. It's a sucking shit. I was talking to Lala about it. And she was like, the bathtub is gone, sweetie. And I was like, of course it is. But like, can't you see James Cameron reading that article and being like, I must go back. We must go back. Make a sequel. Make a sequel. <laughs> like, I've never forget Titanic like opened with him like in that little thing, like bumping around the Titanic. Yeah. The no, literal he really Titanic. really went down there. Yeah. He really went down there. Duh, no, but I'm, you're yeah. not letting me tell the story about okay. the aeronauts. Okay, fine. So this guy, like, you are going to scream. Women don't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. So James Glacier goes up into the aeronaut machine, the hot air balloon. It's a hot air balloon. He does his stuff. But in real life, in real life, he went with his co-pilot. Hold on. He went with his co-pilot, Henry Coxwell. Wait, it's not about a woman? There's no woman in the balloon? They made up the woman? The movie made up a woman so that he could go up with a woman. Because guess what? Women don't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. <laughs> that is what happened. So the true story is that women didn't belong in balloons. Women don't belong in balloons. So the real story that woman said, women don't belong in balloons. And Felicity said, you're right. Okay, I'm not going. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, you know what? You're right. I'm not going. I'm going to skip this one. It says, the film depicts Amelia Wa- Amelia Wren and Glacier in an epic Wait, fight for survival Amelia, while attempting... Amelia, like Amelia Earhart eaten by Amelia Wren, W-R-E-N. Mm. In an epic fight for survival while attempting to make discoveries in a gas balloon. The movie omits Henry Coxwell entirely. A report in the Daily Telegraph, I'm reading from Wikipedia. A report in the Daily Telegraph quotes Keith Moore, head, head at library at the Royal Society, as saying, quote, It's a great shame that Henry isn't portrayed because he performed very well and saved the life of a leading scientist. And so these people are like, yeah, but this guy saved someone's life and you cut him out of history. Yeah, I don't know. But, this is wild. But Felicity and what's-his-face can have sexual tension in a balloon in CGI land. I don't think people have sexual tension with Eddie Ren made no offense. Honestly. Or no Felicity offense. Jones. No offense. I don't I find either of them particularly Huffman. spicy. Put Felicity or... Huffman in a balloon with Ready oh. Ed Re- Eddie Redmayne. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. It blows up. That gas balloon catches fire. Yeah, with their love. It's like, in real life, Amelia and James's balloon did not catch fire due to their sexual chemistry. <laughs> in fact, she wasn't even there. Okay, we need to move on because this okay, movie so is like this gonna is big... win like this movie's gonna win like best movie at the Oscars and it's gonna be like remember when Bobby <laughs> Lindsay like movie. joked about it on Who Week We Go Ahead? It's the green book of movies. They just like made up Someone's gonna open up bullshit. It's gonna be like Sigourney Weaver presenting the award for best picture. She's gonna be like, and the Oscar goes to and she's gonna open it up and go, Women do belong in balloons. <laughs> yeah, it's the aeronauts, and everyone's gonna clap. <laughs> Women do belong in balloons. 
This is a very gay episode. Apologies <laughs> to those of you who didn't want a gay episode, but sorry, to, you lose. <laughs> Are you listening to who we listen to? This, like, listen this to is this. a gay. I didn't ask for this gay episode. The, the straight guy's like, I could deal with Haley Kiyoko, but I don't know about this. This episode is very gay. Here we go. Listen. Hi, my gay boys. I am here in my dressing room putting makeup on. I'm sure some of you know about that. Um, I am getting ready for my Broadway debut, and I hope you guys will come, because I'm going to give you everything you've ever dreamed of. Ugh, I am not a gay boy, but, like, uh, this is a hate crime, right? <laughs> hi. hi, my gay boys. Really quick reminder to Catherine McFeed. This is a musical about domestic abuse, so we can chill for a second. Right, there's also nothing gay in Waitress. Like There's nothing gay. To, to say. Like, it'd be one thing if she was in kinky boots or something. She'd be like, oh, here I am. Like, my gay boys. <laughs> Right. But she's not even in, like, you know, a gay musical. She's not in Kinky Boots. She's in Waitress. She's in um, the straightest musical ever. It's, like, about heterosexual relationships. Yes. Um, <laughs> bad ones. It's it's bad. Like, this isn't Smash anymore, Captain McPhee. I know. Smash really... Her Smash fandom really screwed with her mind. This is one of those things where I'm, like, I'm appalled. I'm just like, oh, like, what a monster. What a villain. What a homophobe. I hate how my gay boys... But the moment I get drinks with all my gay boyfriends on... <laughs> On Friday, I'm going to enter the room and say, hi, my gay boys. You bet your ass I'm going to say that. I'm going to say it all the time. I'm reclaiming hi, my gay boys from Catherine McPhee. God, it only took a few days for you to, for the gay community to reclaim hi, my gay boys. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, like on their Instagram, they posted a video of her like coming out of her first performance of Mm -hmm. the musical. Oh, yeah. And there's this girl, there's this. I'm sorry. There's this girl, this like just kind of a girl with red hair who's sitting in the front. She's like, Catherine, you have snatched my wig. My wig is snatched. And you're like, this is like the same. I've never seen more like appropriation of like gay fandom. It's like, she's like, wig, wig. Ugh. And it's, it's so Here we go. Let's uncomfortable. Play it. Oh. It's cold out and my wig is cold, but I don't have a wig because Catherine snatched it. It's gone. Meanwhile, this woman has more hair than anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> She's like, I don't have a wig. It's like, you got really Catherine long hair, snatched girl. It. Also, Catherine McPhee, like, couldn't snatch a wig, like, theoretically or actually if she tried her very hardest. Like, it's... No. She's the least wig, wig snatching person I've ever seen in my whole life. No. I'm sorry. I don't get what it is with her. I don't get her. I don't get her. I I will say the funniest thing. I think I took a screen grab. I can look for it and maybe post it on our stories tomorrow. But I look at Today Ticks a lot. For those of you who don't know what Today Ticks is, it's like a, an app that helps you get like cheap Broadway tickets. Lindsay uses mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. it's, I do too. Lindsay sees a lot of shows. I don't. Um, wow. Thanks. And I was looking at Today Ticks because I wanted to see Waitress one more time with Sarah Bareilles, my queen, because I've already seen it with her because I wanted to see it again, blah, blah. They were too expensive. I didn't want to spend that money again. For Sarah Bareilles, I'd already I seen it. I didn't even it. see it once. But you could see when Catherine McPhee started because it was <laughs> the like... The price went to like the $30. Calendar, the calendar was like 175 185 155 100 and something. And then suddenly it goes to like 41 <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, that must be when Catherine starts. And sure enough, it was when Catherine starts. 
Um, so I if mean, you want I didn't your wig, realize... it's, it's for people who want their wig snatched, but on a budget. Wig snatching on a budget. It's a cheap wig. It's a cheap wig snatch. I wonder how it will sell. Anyway, we can't talk about this anymore. Let's move on. <laughs> Bye, my gay boys. <laughs> Next call. No. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under out. the bed. Your linens, sweeties. The lin. It's time. It's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses. I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jacket sweaters and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from quince i have a quince cotton duvet cover that i really like Ooh. and it's warm Ooh. it's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months which is sort of where i want my bedding to be somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle you and know? you can get premium european linen from blouses shorts dresses from 30 dollars, washable silk tops timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more and you get it for a good price because quince items are priced 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands by partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I and hate Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. The wait is over. That's right. Season 5 of The Kardashians is here. Just when you thought life couldn't get any faster, they're punching it into overdrive. Chris, Courtney, Kim, Chloe, Kendall, and Kylie are back and continue to defy expectations in all their endeavors. So get ready to go behind the glitz and glamour of the most iconic family on television. The all-new season of The Kardashians premieres May 23rd, streaming on Hulu. Sweet potato, them, butternut squash. Who? Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form, Bella Thorne. Bye. Good form, Bella Thorne. Haven on on this. So, all right. Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form, Bella Thorne. Um, Olivia Holtz. Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form, Bella Thorne. Good form, Bella Thorne. Okay. Good form, Bella Thorne. 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 Uh, good form, Bella Thorne. Do you know um who Bella Thorne is? Oh, I mean, I'd like to say I do because I feel like I do. But if you were like, name a thing she's in, I'd be like, I don't know. So really, I don't. Who is she? Bella Thorne is this young actress who only recently turned 18. So I'm going to backtrack like a couple years. Remember the movie The Duff? Yeah, I hate it. It was like the worst movie. It was so so bad. So the thing about The Duff is that like, as far as I remember it, at least the two protagonists, at least the two, it's about high school. The two main people in it are, um, what's her name? You love her, Mae Whitman? I love her. And that's May why Whitman. I was so excited for this. Right. So it's her and then this guy. And they're the leads. And they're the ones who like are just best friends. But then they fall in love by the end of it. But they're supposed to be high school seniors. Anyway, they're both like 35 years old. And they're playing high school students, right? <laughs> yeah. So Bella Thorne is the bully. is like the mean girl and the duff. And she's the only like lead actor in that movie who's actually in high school she's kind and of it's like, like uh like a second coming of Lindsay lohan type look right right and like so it's Lindsay like lohan at her like at her mean girls like look it was it's, it's this like very jarring casting like there's no consistency with regards to like like ages of the of the cast so it's like why is she in it because she's still in high school but these other people like graduated from college 10 years ago yeah um anyway so that was kind of her big break that movie didn't do great but people saw it i think she's done disney channel stuff She's she's definitely not famous from the Duff. She definitely, no, 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 no. She, no, no, no. she's famous the, from like that know, was the first I I saw of her. Like this article calls her um the scream the TV series actress. Literally, right. there are That's all there she are two thes in that sentence. The scream the TV series actress eighteen. So the reason that she's a who now, and we're going to introduce her because she's certainly going to make an appearance again, probably next week. People and already then asked for every about week. her. So her whole thing is. She hasn't been anything, like, super memorable, right? Like, no one really knows who she is unless you're watching MTV and you're a teen, right? Mm-hmm. But she's 
got a very big Instagram following because she's, you know, like young, pretty, like MTV star. She's also, if this like helps, she's dating a guy from another MTV show. So she, they've got it on lock. Like he's How on does that fake, help? he's on faking it. No. Cause like that help that adds to like her, her thing. Okay. Well, anyway, her, th- her thing is the reason I know who she is aside from the Duff is that her Instagram is constantly covered in us weekly and it's constantly because she changed the color of her hair. I think this is the third time in the past two months that she's changed her hair color. And it's like <laughs> Bella Thorne debuts like her new like pink streaks. Bella Thorne debuts her new like strawberry blonde. She's a redhead. Her well, she According to Us Weekly, her hair color right now is called brownie. Brownie. But the reason they... So this, is, this headline is really funny. But the reason it's brownie is because she calls it brownie in the caption. So she says... Bye bye strawberry, hello brownie, and then hashtag Latina, hashtag I am Latina. To be fair, I didn't know she was Latina. So. She's an interesting who to me because I feel like specifically it's a there's a good segue here because we talked about Lily Collins and it's like, oh, who's this who? Like all of a sudden in movies, oh her dad's Phil Collins, right? Bella Thorne, like literally kind of came out of nowhere and she has sort of an interesting story. Like her dad died when she was really young, and then her mom raised her alone. And so like she's got like this very like deep um connection with her mother she talks about her a lot on instagram um so she did come out of nowhere and there's no reason to know who she is in terms of like family ties Mm -hmm. um but she's gonna keep showing up because she will certainly dye her hair again i mean when she goes back to red she's gonna be like she's also like extremely fit she's like extremely hot she's so fit that was one thing that was very gross because like the moment she like her 18th birthday tmz like posted a billion photos of her like in swimsuits and it was like she's finally legal like yes it was pretty gross i mean she has a lot of like workout porn on here meaning like it's like me doing like squats but it's like clearly just to show like your ass you know like Mm -hmm. no one's no one's like good good posture good form bella thorne i guarantee if you scroll through those like seventy thousand comments there will be someone in there who says good form bella thorne (laughs) um Anyway, we can move on. We don't have to talk about Bella Thorne anymore. If you ha- if you go to Bella Thorne's Instagram and comment "good form Bella, Th- Bella Thorne" and screenshot it and send it to us, we'll retweet you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Incentives. We have oh five hundred. Excuse me. We have almost five hundred followers on our oh, that's good Twitter. So you need to take it back a step, Bella <laughs> okay. Thorne. Okay, you got to move on. But anyway, she's up to a few things. Um, that uh, this week, my favorite is she Snapchatted her colonoscopy and everyone cared about it. It was wild, honestly. It was a wild journey. I don't know if you were like following her when this was happening. Because you have to prepare uh, for up. it. You have to prepare yeah, but, for it. Yeah, I know. It just doesn't feel like something you would snap. I mean, it was kind of out of character for her. I was like applaud her for, you know, keeping in good form and, and really sharing her life with mm-hmm. the world. What I really liked was the, uh, I mean, obviously Daily Mail has the best writers in the world. Um, They really know how to put together a story in a very compelling and fascinating way. But Mm -hmm, one of the mm -hmm. first paragraphs of this story is the 18-year-old posted a series of videos. They always, one of the great things about the Daily Mail is they, they assume you know nothing. They assume you don't know what anything is they assume you've never left the womb so they define everything in very strange ways but anyway so the 18 year old posted a series of videos to social media as she prepared for the procedure which is a routine test for people over the age of 50 to check intestinal health (laughs) whereas like most people would be happy just writing like as she prepared for the colonoscopy they they wikipedia'd colonoscopy and just really slid that right in there yeah she's 18 she got a colonoscopy she snapchatted it what else is she up to she went glamping. She was the National Park Service's like representative. Like she did this weird oh, but right. really amazing campaign for National Park Service where she gave a tour and told everybody what glamping was, which mm-hmm. in so many ways is on brand. But my question is who at the National Park Service was like, we gotta get Bella Thorne? Uh like Randy Randy, the VP of Outreach's daughter. And do you think this is a clapback to Vanessa Hudgens for defacing a rock in, like, the National Park? Do you think Bella Thorne was like, yeah, I'm going to get her and I'm going to be the glamping queen? I don't Absolutely know, just the not. 
Just a thought. Every, no, just everyone a thought. in the world forgot about Vanessa just Hudgens defacing the rock except just you. Just a thought. No, she literally released an entire, like, she clearly didn't write this, but handbook on how to glamp. And it's written, like, for teens. It's written for teens. Uh, and then they have, like, an illustrator make an illustrated Bella Thorne. Oh, I love it. And she tells you what to pack. She tells you what beauty essentials to bring. She says, um, Hollywood girls, I hope you've enjoyed my guide and got inspired to try glamping for yourselves. It's awesome fun. You know what? I mean, she's I not wrong. Glamping I love is to glamp great. too. Glamping is great. We've glamped before. We have. It was a while ago. Mm-hmm. It um, was. We we never did it again. Honestly, <laughs> it was a little bit, a little uh, we bit never rugged did it for us. It was, uh, another, even glamping was a little rugged. Yeah. Another what thing. Else has she the done? other thing she's up to is um, she is on the growing, ever growing list of celebrities who talk about their acne. There's not specifically their struggles with acne and how their acne makes them feel less desirable and miserable well, usually and how it ruined their when lives. Celebrities when celebrities or celebrities talk about acne, they're doing um proactive. Like they're shilling for proactive. So it's weird to like just talk about it casually versus like with a with like a purpose. And the purpose would be to shill. I mean I know that she may have struggled with acne in the past, but it doesn't help me to look at someone with perfect seeming skin and to be like i know what your problems are i literally just popped a zip before starting this uh me and grease crunch crunch me and grease okay bye me and grease do you think that rachel ray would be upset that someone thought that she was rachel dratch me and grease me and grease maybe someday bye me and grease me and Greece. Me and Greece. <laughs> Are you going to explain me and Greece? No. I can explain me and Greece. The worst thing I've ever said in my whole life. We were driving through mm. Nashville. You know there's like a fake Parthenon in Nashville? Yeah, there is though. If you don't know, there is. Everyone, there's a fake Parthenon in Nashville. It's almost like the, to scale. It's like close. It's not quite the size of the OG Parthenon, but it's close. Like you get there and you're like, whoa, this is big. It's a fully, it's like a fully functioning building that happens to look like the Parthenon. But it's on the Vanderbilt campus. Is that where it was? Vanderbilt campus? Or the other college? I think Vanderbilt. Point is, they built it for one of those like World's Fairy type things. And they were like, we're going to take it down afterwards. And then everyone was like, no, we like it. Keep it up. Which is what always happens with like World's Fair stuff. Where they're like, it's only going to be temporary. And everyone's like, we love it. Keep it. So they did it. It's there. You can visit it. We were driving by the Parthenon. There was a parking lot for the Parthenon. The Parthenon parking lot said, Parthenon parking only. And I read that aloud to myself, Parthenon parking only. And then I said, me and Greece," <laughs> Just to myself, not really thinking anyone heard. And Lindsay heard me say, <laughs> I was sitting me next to you. I was, we were... But I said it kind of under my breath, laughing at myself. It doesn't make any sense. It's fully like my brain has broke. No, my it was just like has... you, you were just like, you were just saying, it was like almost this weird, like... <laughs> It was like leftover debris from what your brain was doing. (laughs) Like your brain had all these memes in it. And like you just thought of this. You were like Parthenon, like like in Greece. And so you saw the sign and in your mind, you you mixed the meme. I just said, I just said me and Greece. Greece. And I was like, Parthenon parking only me and Greece. And then Lindsay lost her mind. And then basically for the rest of the week we were there, everything was me and Greece. It doesn't make any sense. I was like, did you mean to say that? And you were like, I guess, but also no. It was just so funny. It just felt like it was the so... brain. It was a it was a broken it. It was an internet brain. All it of was our a brains broken are broken brain. because of the It was like a internet. loose wire in your brain, like fully just like just... desperate to make a meme, and it like didn't. It didn't work. It's me fine. And me and Grace. Okay. Uh, and I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me in my shadow. Whoa. And I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow. Whoa. And I'm so happy to be with you, keeping me from my shadow wall. So happy to be with you, keeping me from my shadow wall. Um, I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow wall. And I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me in my shadow wall. And I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow wall. I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow Crunch, crunch. If it's so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow. Thank you. Goodbye. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Lindsay Weber. I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm so lucky to be with you, keeping me from my shadow.
<laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I don't even know the words to it. And I'm so lucky to be with you keeping me from my shadow. Oh, <laughs> oh that's it. Okay, fine. <laughs> It's not even the even chorus know. of the song. It's like a bridge that she says at it's the, the end. It's the post-chorus. Are we going like to talk about this now or what? We should truly try to do this in 90 seconds. I don't think I you could complain can. About this. I could complain about this for hours and hours and hours. And I did. I did yesterday. So with multiple people. First, I think the first thing to say is that like we were, I was describing it to Josh and he was like, I got to watch it. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's not so bad it's good by any means. It's so bad it's terrible. Never see Vox Lux. Ever see Vox Lux. I don't know if you're going to successfully make that argument if we talk about it. Like people, people are, are going to say, oh, interesting. I'm so curious. I got to go see Vox Lux, even though we're begging you not to see Vox Lux. <laughs> like learn from Whatever us. you do, don't see Vox Lux. The moment you get the, the, um, the desire to see Vox Lux, go see like... Can you ever forgive me? Or like rent support Go the girls? See or like, anything? Go listen. watch. You know, I don't know. You've like, got mail on, on TBS. Yeah, turn on. You've got mail. <laughs> Box it's Lux is why? Why are we? Absurd. We watch Box Lux, and uh, we didn't expect to be good. But we didn't expect to be as bad as it was. It was really bad. It was really, really, really bad. Really I don't know. I, confusing. Like we could talk about this, but this isn't like blank check. Like this isn't a movie podcast. It's not really funny bad. It's just terrible bad. I mean, I'm still obsessed with the song. I'm still obsessed with her. The song that doesn't even play. Like they play. They don't even play the Natalie Portman version. The version that we are playing here is not even in the movie. It's in the movie. It's in the. It's for at, five seconds. For five seconds at the end. But it's not they in play, full. She plays like. 15 to 20 minutes of other songs and then when they when this song comes up they skip ahead i will say that gripe is not really the my biggest gripe with the movie it's like I who mean, fucking cares who all plays i the have songs. is gripes with the movie it's honestly movie. one of the most misguided <laughs> films i've ever seen like one of the craziest things about it is the crazy. person who plays which is my big complaint i was talking about it yesterday the First of all, it doesn't have an actual message. It's like we, it's insanely violent. It's about mass shootings in a way that's like very uncomfortable and not, and it's not, it doesn't have a message or anything at all. So you're watching these horrible, violent mass shootings and you're like, why am I doing this in a movie that doesn't have anything to say? And then the girl who plays young Natalie Portman is not only doing a different character, like on a different planet. So then when Natalie Portman shows up 55 minutes into the movie, you're like, they're not the same person. The girl is playing a completely different character than Natalie is playing. It doesn't make any sense. We can but talk about all the these story things. Is, it's just bad. And I, we can move on. It's just bad. It's disconnected. It doesn't have a message. It ends abruptly. No one is in the same movie. I love Natalie Portman, but like I even I'm not even sure I understand what was going on it with her. It really in this movie. shows, though, how a bad script and a bad kind of movie can make a really good actress bad. And that's, you know, when you, when your favorite actor yeah. or actress is in a movie and you're like, oh, they're really bad in this. It's like not often their fault. If the yeah, movie is even... poorly written, it can be truly detrimental to people's like talents. And I'm not sure, like, I guess the the argument could be made that, like, Natalie is good in it and you should see it because of Natalie. She's not. I don't even, I don't even think she's good in it. I, I think she's, I she's think not. she didn't know what to do. I think she needed a director to tell her what she's to do not. and he didn't know what he wanted her to do. And so it's just a complete disaster. There's also something really interesting and I hate to compare it to Star is Born because that's what people are doing. But there is an element of, okay, so this is an actor playing a pop star at the end. Gaga is more a pop star playing an actor playing a pop star at the end. But mm -hmm. the performances where, whereas Gaga at the SNL performance, she's supposed to be bad and, you know, it's up to, to you whether pathetic. she's good or yeah. bad. But it's supposed to be like she's sold out, she's bad, whatever. And yeah. it is convincing in that way. Because up until that point, you have kind of her career and you're supposed to see where she is. And then all of a sudden you're Jackson's seeing her. Jackson's like... Perform oh, something aren't you, aren't you ashamed of yourself? Blah blah blah. But even without that, him saying that, you realize this performance yeah, you know. is different. You, you realize there's something off. The uh, Vox Lux ends with this performance that's supposed to be kind of the epitome of look at this amazing performer. She sacrificed everything, but this is her talent, and this is what why we and do it's it. Terrible. And it's honestly terrible. Not even subjectively <laughs> terrible, like objectively terrible. Like she can't dance. She really can't sing that like, well. Like it doesn't. 
And so, like, the argument, like, I've heard people say, like, but yeah, like, is it supposed to be bad? Like, and it's it like, is. No, it's supposed to be good. Because it's supposed to be good and it's bad. Like, this person's supposed to be, like, a parallel to Madonna or Lady Gaga. And if that were Madonna or Lady Gaga, that, that final performance would fucking own. And that final performance in Vox Lux is terrible and it lasts 15 minutes i just don't understand why if you're gonna make this this movie about a pop star like get a convincing pop star to do it the idea that that or get a guy who's (laughs) writing get the get a writer director who actually knows about american pop music it's true there's a lot of i mean people complain about stars stars born being like anti-pop but this movie is probably a hooligan he calls in hi i made vox lux and i don't like you disrespecting my film yeah fucking right but this movie's way more anti-pop and way more down on it than Stars Born oh, could yeah. ever be. I mean, like, there's ugh, a whole mo- there's a whole montage <laughs> about how why Swedish people write pop music and how it's like anti-Amer how they, it's because like they're anti-American or whatever. Yeah. And then and then he 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 makes a character who's supposed to be like Max Martin, like writing her first hits. But then the pop star that he chose to write the music was Sia. So it's like you can't try to introduce a Max Martin character and then make his output. His 2001 output sound like 2012 Sia. It's stupid. It's just like nothing it about just, it like, makes sense. Doesn't exist in the world, at, but and it's okay if sometimes something doesn't exist in the world. But if you're gonna make the world have 9/11 and you're gonna make the world have mass shootings and you're Ooh. gonna make the world then you better an get analogy, else right. then you're gonna have to make the pop music that you're saying exists in the world resemble the pop music that exists in that <laughs> world. Is my <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. And that movie sucks. Don't see it. Literally see anything else. This is a support the girls fan podcast right now. So go see that. You know what? You um, should go support the girls by seeing support, support the girls. Support the girls. Okay. Who or them? Gaga, Googie. Okay, they they die because that's like when everything gets talked about again. I mean, it's gotta be. Okay, uh, Goo Goo Gaga. I think they're both who's, but I would love your expert take. Okay, Googie Gaga. Um, Leanne Cuisine, Goo Goo Gaga. Anyway, Crunch Crunch, Mean Grease, Googie Gaga. Thank you. Crunch Crunch, Gaga, Googie. Honestly, this could just be a Chrisley in this story episode. If we cut everything else for Patreon, <laughs> that's possible. And this is enough. Chrisley and, Chrisley and Googie? Guggy, Lindsay. Don't forget. <laughs> the funniest thing that's ever happened is that um, Bradley Cooper was in Italy and he was getting dinner with someone and someone who was like vaguely blonde. And uh, actually, I don't know how else to describe him. So there was vaguely a photo blonde. of Brad and Bono and a blonde person <laughs> and other people at a table. It's a, a very, table. very blurry photo and so everybody reported that it was lady gaga and they were like, like this blo- bleach blonde figure is a hundred percent lady gaga they like, are, getting they are dinner. having together they're they fucking dinner they are in yeah. love oh my god stars born is real i love this yes. so much and right. then Lindsay, what happened and then <laughs> i okay I'm sorry hold on per the uk's son the glamorous person, the way they describe them as the glamorous person, the glamorous person sitting across from Cooper at a cafe in France was actually a you take 60 it year old artist named Guggy. <laughs> so, it wasn't Gaga. It, so it was Guggy. It wasn't Gaga. It was Guggy. Not Gaga. Guggy. Gaga so, Guggy. We thought it was Googie. It's, it's no. But then we watched an interview with him and he's like, I'm Guggy. My name is Googie, and I like to be called Googie. And I am having a very bad hair day. So Googie is like actually a famous artist who's best friends with Bono from childhood. <laughs> None of this explains Bradley Cooper's involvement. Bono having dinner with Googie makes more sense than anything in the world, right? But Bradley old Cooper friends. having dinner with Bono makes sense just because it's Bradley Cooper. Like, of course he is. Mm-hmm. But it's just great that... They people are mistaking a sixty-year-old Irish artist named Guggy for Gaga. As you scroll through every story reporting this, you will pass these face close-up, full-face photos of Guggy. Then you scroll a little further than Gaga. Then like a profile Googie, of Guggy and Gaga. then a profile of Gaga, and it's Gaga. like showing you that yes, they have the same 
mm, they have the same attributes, right? They have the same. They have blonde what? hair. They have the same blonde hair, and they're white people. They're blonde, right? and they're they're blonde, and they're white. And they're white. This is great. It says a source said Bradley hasn't seen her in months. He's good friends with Bono and met up with him and his friends, who include Guggy. <laughs> He's it's just trying to Guggy. enjoy a break in the sun. It's Gaga. Gaga, Gaga, it's Guggy. Gaga, Gaga, Guggy, my gay ass kids. <laughs> Gaga, Guggy. Stop, talk- Stop talking about your kids. I'm never gonna have kids, but still, if I did, <laughs> if I did, I'm yelling at them that they're gonna be a, a baby who listens to Who Weekly. Gaga, Guggy. Gaga, Guggy. Gaga Googie. Gaga Googie. It's, I it'd love be funny Googie. if it was Googie, but it's fine. Yeah. Because I was thinking Googie Gaga. Googie like, Gaga. <laughs> That's fine. We can but call it Googie. Googie. It's Googie. Googie I'll play the Googie Googie. He's like, I am Googie. It's so weird. <laughs> Googie apparently is like a true legend. Apparently. Kind of. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really can't. Really can't deal with that research today. But, but mistaking Gaga from a, for a 60-year-old, uh, like avant-garde artist is exactly the way that i want to if his name had been like howard we would not be talking about this no his name is guggy that his name is guggy okay can we we move move the gug on Thank you for listening to the compilation episode, the first of other ones happening. Hope you had a great Memorial Day. Hope you got to where you needed to go. Put on sunscreen. Eat some hot dogs. Have or a vegan dog if you need dogs. one. I, I love them both. I love both types you of You know, there's dogs. a brand of not hot dogs called Soy Boys. I didn't know that. I've never had them, but I did well, know that. Well, there's some in my freezer waiting for you to eat them, so... I'm not I had eating an them. Impossible Burger last night. I love fake meat. I okay, love fake Kim meat as Kardashian. much as Kim Kardashian loves. Actually, I love fake meat authentically. Kim Kardashian doesn't eat fake meat. She just poses next she to it. She definitely <laughs> eats Nathan's hot dogs. So thank you for listening. I hope you had a wonderful yes. Memorial Day. Or if you're listening to it on Memorial Day, I hope you're having a wonderful Memorial Day. Maybe your Memorial Day is just like doing you and like listening Maybe to your you podcast. Maybe you celebrate Memorial Day for reasons that are entirely valid. You know, <laughs> like that's totally fine. That's and you're great. just listening to this on a Monday. Thank you to Katie and Eric of the Who's for providing our read a theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and assisting. And we will have a normal show on Friday, so call in at 619-WHO-THEM to leave questions, comments, and concerns. We'll see you then. Crunch, crunch, bye. Bye. You will join us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know. Famous. Women don't belong in balloons.